I hope these uh, individual entries that you are creating will one day either become a book or a website which people can rely on, hopefully. Um, so the, the question is, you should address the, the big question which is, why does it matter? So people may not realize, why does it matter? I mean, we, people, like we have stories of Ajamil who just yeah. said Narayan at yeah. death, but why should it matter? That's my first question. Yeah, so uh, on the assertion of a book or a website or app, yes, uh, a lot of people have said that. Uh, I think rather than the name of a book on or website on good names, I should just give a list or have a, an app of, you know, don't use these names. So it should be like, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, that would find uh, more uh, audience these days. Uh, but uh, yes, as you said, uh, names do matter. Uh, our tradition was always to give a positive name. If you uh, take the names of any of the rishis, uh, there's an article on the names of the Saptarshis, which was published on Pragyata uh, last year. And uh, every name of a rishi has something about it. So name was supposed to not just, uh, you know, follow the rules laid out in the Grihya Sutras, but also say something about what the parents thought of a child, what they thought the child would bring in their lives. Uh, if you see the the Namakarana of uh, Rama, Lakshmana, Shatrughna and Bharata in the Valmiki Ramayana and in the Ramacharitamanas of Tulsidas, why that name was given? That was very important. So a name was always given in a very thoughtful way, a positive name or as you said about Ajamila, you know, uh, people give a name of, uh, well, a lot of people do. and. The list that we saw, uh, half of the fraud names are either claimed as a name of Lakshmi or Saraswati or Krishna. So people, people do have a need to have a name which is divine, uh, the importance of chanting Sahasranamas. Uh, so uh, in our culture, which is a very name conscious culture, it does matter. Uh, it may not matter to some, but it matters to a lot many people. Uh, and uh, so I think it is it is probably one of the most important decisions in a child's life uh, or in, in parents' lives that what name they are giving to their children. Uh, so, uh, yes, uh, I'm completely agree with you there it, that it, it does matter. It matters a lot uh, in our culture, especially which celebrates names like no other. I kind of understand what this yeah. meant. My question is, I come from a background where I can't read Hindi or Sanskrit. I'm extremely confused between whether a word is Urdu or Hindi. So to people like us, what is, other than the sources that you mentioned as we have to approach someone, is there a way in which we can know whether this word is Hindi or Sanskrit or Urdu and then go to the meaning? First of all, I am stumbling at the first block itself. Right. Uh, I mentioned one of the websites you could use, uh, the digitized dictionaries. So uh, while you may not know Hindi or Sanskrit, uh, I am sure this age most people are tech savvy and know how to learn transliteration and look up a word in a dictionary, try it three, four times. So these dictionaries on the University of Cologne website uh, will give you entries in Sanskrit. You can just look up for a word. If you get a result, it takes like five or 10 minutes to understand the transliteration and how to look up. And you, that's like information on your fingertips. So whenever I have any doubt about a word meaning, I just open Monier Williams uh, or Apte on the University of Cologne website. I look it up in my mobile. It takes me less than 10 or 20 seconds to get all the listed dictionary meanings. And this is something we can definitely learn. That's one way. Or, uh, you know, you could ask people. You could ask people who know Hindi 
uh, I'm sure there'll be people around you, you know, Hindi. Uh, it's not too difficult. Uh, it may be difficult for somebody who's not well versed with the languages, but with the information that you have available on authentic dictionaries which are digitized, it's not too difficult, I believe. Yes, please. Mentioned the sources, Mahabharata, Ramayana, and all that, um, or the Smritis. But in this lexicon, if I mean, a lot of Sanskrit literature has been lost. So, what if the lexicon was far wider than we what we know at this point? Is that even a valid? Well, okay. So uh, there are two ways. One is to see if a word has been used somewhere. The other is Sanskrit has a very mathematical grammar. If a word is not used, you can see whether with the different eight or nine systems of grammar, is it possible to get that word in Sanskrit or not? So that's our tool. In fact, that's how, that's why in Sanskrit we have what we called Navina Prayoga. Uh, the hallmark of a great poet is how many new words he coins or new words he uses. And are these words ever used before in that combination of uh, Samasa? So, you know, uh, for example, Surya can be called Kiranesha because Kirana means a ray and Isha means the Lord. He can also be called Ustresha because Ustra means uh, a ray of light and Isha means Lord. He can be called Aditya because he's son of Aditi. Now, all these are grammatically valid and some, some have been, like Ustresha is a word which is not very commonly used. I read it in one of the recent Sanskrit Mahakavyas. So, yes, you have a point that a lot of Sanskrit words have been lost. But we do have a system where you can definitely say, I'm 100% sure Harun was not in any of those lost words, lost works. So uh, that is how, you know, uh, the knowledge of uh, the language and grammar would help. We have to think about what is in front of us. We cannot be sure whether there was a word or not. But would you, if we're not sure of whether a medicine would work or not, would we try it on our children? I don't think we should. So we have so much emphasis on only Sanskrit names. Many of the Indian languages are derived from Sanskrit. For example, Hindi. And you also gave an example, Srijan. You said Srijan is not a valid name in Sanskrit. But it's valid in? But it should yeah. be valid in Sanskrit, so it should have been Srijan. But in Hindi, it's a very valid name. It is. So what is wrong if we have names which are not valid in Sanskrit? but they are valid in other Indian languages. I have no problem with that. There is a name called Ami uh, used in Gujarat and I think uh, some parts of UP also. Ami is a, is a name for girls and the meaning is given is Amrita. This has come from the word Amrita and Tulsidas has used this word Amiya Muri Maya Churan Charu. So Amiya Muri Maya Churan Charu. Amiya becomes Ami. So in Avadhi and Gujarati, Ami means Amrit. And if somebody wants to use a Prakrit name, I have absolutely no problems. And I, none of my examples, like Vivan or Ishanvi, I have not chosen any such example where a name is valid in other Indian languages, but not in Sanskrit. I, I, I don't call it wrong. For example, you know, in the South, they have this habit of uh, or custom of adding N to the end. So Rajendra becomes Rajendran, which is correct from the viewpoint of the local tradition that the name is suffixed with N, Suryan or Chandran, I won't call them wrong. And uh, in fact, I'm completely 
happy or satisfied with such names. But my focus here has been on names which don't have a meaning in either Sanskrit or Prakrit and are claimed as Sanskrit names. This is what I, uh, you know, advise against. It's great. I've been enjoying your posts on Facebook for a long time, so I enjoy. But some, I'm not. I don't have a Sanskrit background. I'm a person from science, but uh, have interest in these things. So my second question is that when we are talking of meaning of Sanskrit words, we are assuming that the etymology of all these words which is given by Sanskrit scholars is absolutely correct. And most of the time we are referring to the time of Panini. And whatever has been said by our ancient people thousands of years ago, we hold that it is still true. And we have some sort of an aversion or we feel that it will be disrespect to Panini other great scholars if we propose a new etymology for against an established etymology. Let's say I'm giving just one example, Ravan. The classical etymology of Ravan is that one who cries. Or one who makes us cry. One who makes us cry or one who, who cries and both, both etymologies are given in, for example, in Apte. But I would say Ravan simply is derived from Rajan, Rayan, Ravan. Or for example, Rao. Rao is synonym of Raja. So Ravan is just a king. You wouldn't find a king being called Ravan. No king would name himself Ravan or would tolerate himself to be named Ravan if the name is Ravan. So many of the etymologies which are given may not be really correct. Uh, well, I have a very different take on that. Uh, as you would expect, you know, being uh, having read so many Sanskrit words, uh, I find the grammar to be extremely mathematical, extremely mathematical. And if you if you give me a choice between uh, two models, one which has a lot of math built into it, other which has a lot less math, a lot more intuition or rules of thumb, as a statistician, which I am, I would go for the model which is more mathematical. There's not to do with Sanskrit. I, I just find the logic and the rigor to be a lot. Well, Panini has been the the light for so many commentators from Adi Shankara to Sayana to commentators of the day and even before Panini there was Nirukta, Yaskas Nirukta which was before Panini and he has been the, the Nirukti Paksh is also equally valid in our, uh, in our uh, uh, you know tradition and some of this you know as you said some of these Niruktis are not very grammatical. For example, uh, uh, one of the nirukti of the word nakula. So nakula is, I wrote about it. Nakula means somebody who doesn't have a family as per the grammar tradition. Now Vyasa gives a nirvachana, not a, not nirukta as in Yaska's nirukta, but Vyasa's nirvachanam is uh, somebody who does not have, somebody in whose family there is nobody as beautiful. So if such a nirukti, which is not, uh, which is not entirely grammatical, comes from a tradition, people who have understood the text, who have internalized the meanings of the text, then I would find that more reliable uh, compared to another source. So no disrespect to your opinion, but I don't uh, agree with it. Coming back to uh, names which are not in Sanskrit. So you took the example of Kiran. Now Suraj ki Kiran is a valid usage in Hindi. In Hindi, yes. And that is the source of naming girls as Kiran. So how, how do you look at that? Is that okay? That's, that's okay, but then uh, we should call it a Hindi name. Atma is feminine in Hindi. Uh, Meri Atma or you know, Atma Kaswar or 
उनकी आत्मा भटक रही है विच विल कम टू द यूज इट लेटर बट आत्मा इन इन संस्कृत इज मेल सो यू नो वायु एंड पवन आर मेल इन संस्कृत बट इन हिंदी इट्स इट्स फेमिन सो इट्स इट्स वैलिड फ्रॉम अ हिंदी पॉइंट ऑफ व्यू अ लॉट ऑफ पीपल वॉन्ट इट टू बी वैलिड फ्रॉम संस्कृत पॉइंट ऑफ व्यू ऑल्सो विच आई हैव कम अक्रॉस इन माई इंटरक्शन दैट पीपल वॉन्ट the gender to be correct as per sanskrit also in fact let's uh, take a step uh, back in the vishnu sahasranama you find a name stotram it's a neuter word it's a name of vishnu stotram but it is in the vishnu sahasranama similarly uh, you have uh, i think uh, nidhi na nidhi is a name in the lalita sahasranama nidhi is a is a masculine word i think i think bhakta nidhi her name is bhakta nidhi which is a masculine word in sanskrit but it's a name of the goddess now there uh, it because the in the markandeya purana it is given we accept that as a name so uh, yes uh, there these are valid names in sanskrit or hindi but i'm just making people aware that it is masculine or feminine in sanskrit the honest is as you rightly said the people choosing a name but i believe all of us wish that such mistakes don't happen that's why you probably are holding this session yeah so what is it that we can do at our level so i am not a scholar but what can i do at my level to ensure other than tagging your posts or sharing it widely what else do you think i should do because i am i am also as interested in ensuring that we don't give bad news to our children well i think if somebody in your family or friend circle is uh, ha- is having a baby then please emphasize to them the importance of having the right name and that there is a lot of misinformation so uh, just make them aware that please don't f- go for name websites go for a dictionary or double check or confirm your sources uh, just like we fight fake news on the internet uh, i think it's a collective effort uh, just how misinformation is being fought about not just names but about the narratives or uh, you know news events i think uh, j- it's a collective effort that we share it we make people aware and if somebody comes up and says okay uh, there is this name which means this maybe politely ask them uh, where do you where do you find this meaning so uh, as as a person i believe that's how you can contribute just wanted to confirm whether it is fine to name a person after a deity or not so you told in the beginning of your uh, presentation that earlier people were named as devdat like given by a god so but later you suggested that we look up a name uh, from vishnu sahasranam right so is it fine as per our ancient traditions to in the ancient tradition uh, there is no such rule to prevent it uh, not that i am aware of in the grihya sutras uh, which is what uh, i referred uh, the, the i referred the paper by pv kane uh, there is no such rule to prevent it but that was the custom then uh, the custom has changed now and uh, these are examples so if you want to be uh if you want your name to be grihya sutra compliant then uh, you know uh, go for uh, shivadatt or ambikadatt instead of uh, shivan ambika uh, a lot of people have uh, you know rajendra das rajendra das is the name of a famous acharya and das is sometimes added as a as a last name or even as a part of the name uh, like kalidas kalidas means the Uh, the das of kali god is kali so uh, 
Yes, it's. I, I think because I haven't come across anything which says do not do this. Uh, I would say it's it's a matter of your taste whether you want to be uh, as per the Grahe Sutra recommendations or as per your own, uh, uh, you know, the the day's convention.